Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. I love this draft. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, of this entire draft class. I think they did a great job. I love Darisaw. They traded down, got extra picks, and got him. He's going to be their starting left tackle. Kellen Mond, second-round quarter, third-round quarterback, is a guy who's going to push Kirk Cousins at some point in the next year or two. Good pick. Chaz Surratt, a linebacker from North Carolina, can run, will be a contributor on special teams. Wyatt Davis will probably be the left guard. It'd probably be Darisaw and Wyatt Davis on the left side. Pete Prisco in the house Coming in from hot. CBS, man. It's been a long time since I've seen Pete Prisco. I don't know if I've ever seen Pete Prisco. Like, I see, I've seen his byline a million times. I see him fighting with people on Twitter. Yeah, he likes he to loves brawl. to mix it up. Loves to mix it up. He likes to brawl. So immature. People who mix it up on Twitter. I don't know what those people are doing. Quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Purple Daily. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment. Mackie Judd, executive producer, Declan Goff. And uh, all of it is presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. If you're, we, we saw a bunch of people during our live draft specials over the weekend. Uh, watching us on presumably the YouTube app on their smart TV, on their TCL TV. So if, if you ever find yourself watching us on your TCL smart TV, send us a screenshot, tweet it at us so we can uh, we can show our partners that, like, listen, this is next level. Okay, Not only are we telling people about your awesome TVs, they are next level consuming our show while we tell them about your TVs on your TV. Next level. So it's it's, it's, it's incredible stuff. <laughs> this technology thing is really, really great. It's really taken off technology, oh. isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, boys, I think it's time for, as PJ Fleck would say, an uncomfortable conversation for breakfast here. Mm. PJ Fleck loves his uncomfortable. He eats uncomfortable conversations for breakfast, right? I don't know Correct. if you eat those with a spoon or if you use a fork. No, with your hands. Just with, with your, your hands. hands? With okay. your hands. So you just shovel them right in your mouth? Yes. Just tip the plate. Seems very undignified. Mm-hmm. And um, and the I think the, the the phrase of the week here and of the season, and I believe Judd is the one that coined this during our draft coverage. And maybe this should be a T-shirt. Maybe maybe we should print right. these shirts for the fifty-three man roster. Mm-hmm. No more excuses. Are we to the point now? Everyone who follows this team, from fans to media to the actual people that are employed to run the team and the players. Are we comfortable now? Can we be comfortable putting lofty expectations on this team? Because I think what happens is, and this is where you're, so you're sports dad, 
Uh, Declan is sports son. I'm like sports brother, I guess. Like a little bit of old. I've gotten a little older now, and I'm like wise you older brother. Home. You left home. A little bit of a disappointment at times, got to admit. But, I mean, yeah. you come home, and we, we, we're like, hey, Phil, what's going you on? left me yeah. with this guy. It was a whole thing. He's yeah. gone through some stuff in my Minnesota sports life. <laughs> Declan's still at home. He hates yeah. life. Yeah. I feel like what we do, especially with the Vikings, is like, yes, we all want them to win a Super Bowl. 60-plus years of franchise history, no Super Bowls, right? But when it comes down to actually saying the goal for this year should be nothing short of a Super Bowl, it's like we hesitate. It's almost like we want to we want to provide some cushion there and say, well, I mean, well, let's uh, let's start with the division. Let's start with ten wins, and then let's sort of see what happens round by round in the playoffs. So we can kind of judge and gauge from there, as opposed to right at the beginning of the season, or in this case, you know, at the beginning of May. Flat saying, no more excuses. The coach has been here for a long time. The GM has been here for a long time. The coach and the and the and the quarterback have been together now for going on uh, four years. Your mm-hmm. offensive system has been you know different coordinators, but your offensive system has been installed now for the most part. Kirk is in his approaching his mid thirties. He's been around. I mean, you got you defensive free agents. Yeah. yeah. Why can't we say no more excuses? Super Bowl is the goal in two thousand twenty one. I think that we definitely should, and and it's twofold too. So. The excuse of or the feeling of sports fans whose teams are okay and they might be pretty good, their excuse every time is, and the team says this too, and this is this is how you know that a team is cushioning itself, right? That, that they're a- allowing some wiggle room potentially, is I love the phrase, all we want to do is get in the playoff tournament, and once we're there, anything can happen. That means you don't believe that you can win a championship. That's code <laughs> for... <laughs> yeah. And, and, and any anything can happen in the NFL playoffs is false. Correct. But <laughs> anything I mean, if, can happen in the first round sometimes. But it's not it's not like a random crapshoot who gets to the Super Bowl every. The year. Vikings mm-hmm. upset of the Saints two years back is exactly that. But like if you are a true Super Bowl contender, you don't say, "Well, we we just wanted to make the tournaments because once we're in that tournament, you just never know if we're going to make a Super Bowl run." If you believe if you believe that you can win a Super Bowl, you say we can win a Super Bowl. So. That's sort of a fan and team thing, but I think that I think the no more excuses um, motto slogan for 2021 is perfect too, because to what you're saying, Phil, it works for the Vikings on multiple levels. One, it's a great team thing, so it includes the entire team. But you know, since Kirk has got here, what have we always had? Well, Kirk doesn't have a perfect pocket. Kirk, Kirk doesn't have this. Kirk doesn't. So it starts with the most important player in sports. It starts with your quarterback. And look, are the Vikings a perfect team? Absolutely not. They're going to have flaws. There, there are things that are going to go wrong. I totally get that. So I am not saying that we're not talking about the seventy Steelers here. But I really think that on draft night they have removed the excuses. Oh man, you know. Um, the left guard stinks, which he did, uh, but he's not good. They don't do this. They don't do that. If you look at this offense with the skill position players that Kirk is going to have, who are, by the way, outstanding to probably pretty damn good, um, mm-hmm. an offensive line now that is not perfect, but is going, but should be stout, should be good. I, we, we've gone back to guys who should not immediately um, shrink in pass protection. I think that this works as a perfect slogan on for the entire team, which is the defense has been rebuilt, so there's no excuses there. 
the offense should just flat out be good. And then starting with the guy that we have always provided excuses for now, as we like to say on this show, it's go time. <laughs> it's go time. It's Seriously. Go time. But, go but time. no, but I mean, but I mean, Ignition, if you're going to, but if you are going to go now is the time, like nothing, there's nothing the Vikings could do for Kirk now that you would say, well, you got to go out and get a hall of fame left to tackle, right? Like they've done, they've put together, they have taken, they've gone to Byerly's, a really good grocery store, and they have spent on ingredients there. Like they haven't gone to a cut rate grocery store and, and the quarterback is now being provided with the ingredients that should make him successful. And anything else to me now comes back to, an excuse on on the team or the quarterback or the coaching staff's part. What about you, Dex? Is is no more excuses a fair sort of tagline for this upcoming season? Yes, I believe it is. Um, I I said going into the draft, if you can find your tackle and you can find another offensive lineman, a starting a, a starter on the line, that if you're investing this draft capital and we're going to lift up Kirk, because everyone says if you just give Kirk time, let him cook, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. All the statistics say it at least, right? All the statistics say he's just like Tom Brady. I can't tell the difference between Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady's statistics when I look at him from a 30,000-foot view from this yeah. tweet with no pressure in a clean pocket, right? In a dark room with a hyperbaric chamber, it's, mm-hmm. it's just two silhouettes. Yeah. It's the same guy, yeah. right? Hey, I've, I've been in a dark room before, too. I've seen two people. Which one is it? Are you Tom Brady or are you Kirk Cousins? And sometimes I've ended up making the mistake of Kirk Cousins. That's a story for another day. At the same time. I have so many questions off that. Yes. So wow. at the same time, are you I, more I, of an under center guy yeah. or a shotgun? All right, continue. shotgun, 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 100%. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be underneath the center. I, I need I need some, a couple steps back so I can get the hell out in, in, in a three-step drop. Um, but if you're going to invest the draft capital in the offensive line and you're going to go all into fixing the line, you're ready, your offense is ready to roll, basically. You have so many weapons on there. Your defense is at least fortified to be at least league average, I think, at worst. Yeah, it's, it's no more excuses. It's time to roll. Yeah. I think it's a good tagline. I mean, if you look on at least on paper, and before I sort of go through, you know, the the checklist here, even teams that win the Super Bowl aren't perfect, right? There's always things about them. So, you know, the Chiefs a couple years ago had a decent defense, but you could score points on that defense. And then they would they would lock down situationally as needed, right? Big third down stop, big red zone right. stop. Uh the Buccaneers were certainly not perfect in the regular season. Uh, you know, Tom Brady needs very good protection up front. Now, their front four in terms of getting after the passer, we saw that against a ravaged offensive line. By the end of the year, that Bucks team was very much honed, and Antoine Winfield Jr. had emerged in the secondary. But it's it, it's you can't just go up and down a roster and be like, well, I mean, the 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 the, the second defensive end spot isn't perfect. There's not another Hall of Famer over there, right? That especially when you're paying quarterbacks you know, 15, 20% of your salary cap, the perfect roster doesn't exist. And so you have to judge it in terms of how close is it to the other top rosters in terms of lack of holes around the league. And you could say on paper, the Vikings addressed almost every conceivable weakness on this team, right? Run defense. Okay, giving up, you know, 7,000 rushing yards and touchdowns to Alvin Kamara and the Saints and just getting gassed all season. Okay, well, Michael Pierce comes back. Dalvin Tomlinson, let's put close to 700 pounds of beef in the middle, get Anthony Barr back, get Eric Kendricks back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, Xavier Woods, right, as a as yep. a second, third level guy who can make some tackles too. So, okay. Yeah, new day. 
The run defense? Yes, it is. The run defense should be better. Pass rush. It was among the worst in the NFL last year, right? 23 sacks all season. Okay, well, roll up your sleeves. Daniil Hunter comes back. Um, DJ Wanham, third-round pick Patrick Jones, fourth-round pick Denarius Robinson. They have options at the other edge-rushing spot. It's probably the biggest hole still on defense. Yep. but And the pressure there, too, or the question there, too, is can you get pressure? So, like, sacks are a byproduct of the pressure, and mm-hmm. they're and they're great because it's a sexy statistic. But the most important thing is pressure. Um, but the but but the key ingredient there is what they did address, which is you have to stop the run. Like mm-hmm. you just can't get gashed, and you can't have guys uh, watching guys run by like we, we saw in the Cowboys game, where it's like, oh, whoops, I guess you just ran by me. So they they defensively, I think, to a, from a personnel standpoint and scheme standpoint, address the most important things. Because if, if you go back to when Mike took the job here, his defenses with the Bengals didn't get a ton of sacks, but they did apply pressure. So if you can apply pressure, you're probably fine. Yep, yep. And on the offensive side of the ball, they've addressed, oh. at least on paper, some of the biggest spots, right? Who's your left tackle going to be? They say goodbye to Rather Reef, but they bring in maybe a better and certainly younger and cheaper franchise left tackle in Christian Derrissaw, again, on paper. Left guard shouldn't be that hard to upgrade since you literally had one of the three worst offensive linemen in the history of pro football focus grading offensive linemen. It worries me a little that Rick Spielman, in one of his post-round, I can't remember if it was the, if, it might have been after the second day, I can't remember, but he did reference the re-signing of Dakota Dozier in terms of depth along the offensive line, and that made me a little nervous that they're going to put him in to compete legitimately to start again. We'll Everybody see. has to compete for a job, okay? Just remember <laughs> that. Keep that in mind. I will be competing for a job. I'm not sure where, but we're all going to compete for yeah. jobs, Phil. And then and then I would say, too, the other box you check long-term is, and even short-term, maybe. I wouldn't put Kellen Mond in a game in the first month and a half of the season, but, like, You've got someone behind Kirk Cousins that can help your franchise going forward. So that, I don't think Kellen Mond's going to help you win a Super Bowl in 2021. Uh, but but the drafting of Mond didn't prevent you from fixing left tackle in the first round. So if you had taken Justin Fields in the first round, now you're you're essentially throwing away all resources for 2021 until like the, the third or fourth round. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they have addressed almost every conceivable weakness on this team, and they flirted with a playoff spot last year with all those weaknesses. Right. So it is it's it's time to go. No more excuses. Whatever you want to put on the shirt. And I think we should all feel comfortable. It's not negative. We want this team to win a Super Bowl before we all die. And this is a year in which they have made a bunch of win now moves. Patrick Peterson, let's go. Yep. Let's go. And by the way, so so because we are now up to seven teams per per conference being in the playoffs. This should be a playoff team, I think, easily. Like, I don't think that that should be a debate. Uh, but the go time is, to me, you make the playoffs. Now you should be in a position with the quarterback and with a defense that, barring injury, should be very solid again mm-hmm. to make a run. Um, so here's my question, though. So so if, if we uh, extrapolate this now, so no more excuses means Kirk, obviously. It means the entire team. It means the coaching staff. But I'd like to hone in on that a little bit because off of what the Vikings did in the draft and off of the fact that they clearly have pivoted 
and it sounds like it's Mike. They have pivoted a bit to decide to go back to trying to be um, bigger on the O-line, which is, to me, extremely important. Because this whole the zone blocking thing's fine, but when it's like, let's get little guys to play on the offense, they're going to get pushed around. Like, it's just that simple. Do we believe that this is going to cause the Vikings now to sit down and, and at least shift slightly how they run their offense? Because if they are improved in pass protection, yeah. that means there should be more opportunities to, as they like to say, drive the ball down the field. Yeah, I, I, I will say Mike Zimmer offering up a few weeks back his reflective offseason, right? He talked about how they just he got all the defensive coaches in a room and they just broke down film. They did a full self-evaluation. They looked at, w- at where the league is headed. And and the whole goal was to just pick apart everything they're doing defensively to sort of better match, as they put it back together, what the league is doing offensively. And I love that. I, th- I mean, self-reflection, self-evaluation, those are all things you need as a coach. And sometimes Mike Zimmer can come off as being a little rigid and stuck in his ways, right? And this is how we win football games, and this is how we've always won football games. And so I really loved hearing that reflection from him. But he was talking solely about the defensive side of the ball. And I think the question is, through that reflection, meditative offseason, the kumbaya, get everyone together and uh, and really strip it down to the studs, yep. did they apply that same thought process to the offense too? And, and maybe the answer is yes. I mean, maybe maybe we'll see three extra passes in advantageous situations that could lead to big plays and elevate you offensively. I mean, they were, and the stats bear this out, they were so run heavy in the first half, in second and short, and even when it was second and long and third and long, when you need chunks of yardage, they were much more likely to hand the ball off than most teams in the NFL, right? I'm not saying you have to turn into the Kansas City Chiefs overnight. I'm not saying Kirk should lead the league in pass attempts because I think now you're putting too much on him. But he shouldn't be bottom five with all the weapons, the money he makes, uh, the drafting of Christian Derrissaw. So is there is there room to nudge this thing forward? And on the Kirk front real quick, okay, mm-hmm. here's another thing I wonder. When it comes to no more excuses, okay, Kirk Cousins in his career, these are team records with him at quarterback. So I'm not, these aren't QB records. These are team records with him as the starting quarterback, okay? Nine and seven, eight, seven and one, seven and nine, eight, seven and one, ten and five, okay? Seven and nine. Just, so straight up 500 for his career. And by the way, uh, one and oh, oh and three, one and four in the first three years when he was kind of a spot starter. But I, so I just started with the first year he was the actual starter. He's a 500 quarterback. If you want to do actual damage in the playoffs, nine wins might get you in. Nine wins ain't going to set you up to make a run in the postseason because you're going to be playing road games, uh, ideally getting a bye in the first round, and then playing home games. You know, sometimes we sleep on what it takes regular season to set yourself up to make that run. You know, the years that the Vikings go to the NFC Championship game and put themselves in position, yeah, they're not nine and ten win teams. They're fifteen wins, thirteen wins. Right? They were twelve wins with Brett Favre in two thousand nine. Yep. So that like to me the bar the the bar starts in the regular season when it comes to no more excuses and you're going to have a pretty tough schedule at least on paper nine ten wins eh, that doesn't do it for me twelve wins like the, the, move the bar in the regular season to put yourself in a chance to play those games at U S Bank Stadium and maybe even to get a buy in the first round 
I think we are very much cognizant of what it takes to put yourself in a position to make a legitimate playoff run without saying, well, we're in the tournament, so maybe we can win some games. I think we know exactly what the price of poker is there. I think it also scares us because the ask there is not, can you make the playoffs? The ask there is, can you win you know, previously 13 games, now poss- now probably 14 games? Can you do that? And no. I think we, scary? I like, think we know, but I do think, it. I think it scares us because here, because here's my, here's my um, amateur feeling about how, how we in this state feel about the Vikings when a year begins. I really believe that we essentially hold our breaths and say, they're going to do it. Oh, okay. I'm still holding my breath. I'm still holding my breath. Cause something's yeah, going to go true. wrong. I, I, that's our, that's, that is our, and I don't, don't know if it's our Scandinavian background or what, but our default position is just to sort of be like, I hope they can do it. And instead of saying, oh no, they're going to do something good here. They're going to have, I am mean, when's the last time I, it's why, it's why I think Phil, we pivoted so quickly on Favre. I think we went from, we hate this guy, don't want him. And then he got here and we're like, oh my God, this is great. Because think about the confidence he brought. Like, think about the swagger he brought. And yes, he goofed up in the end. He threw a terrible pass, which is what Brett Favre was always capable of doing. But think about how that season felt. And you tell me right now, including 98, which was great fun and a high-flying offensive act. Mm -hmm. um, You tell me, in your experience watching this team and Dex too, how many years have you felt emboldened because in 2009 i think for the only time we felt like oh this guy oh wow oh this guy is in control it blew up but it was a feeling i think you've nailed that that scandinavian minnesotan (laughs) feeling inside of us where we would in whether it's with sports or anything else we would rather mentally set a bar lower so that we can be pleasantly surprised right than set a bar high with a higher potential of being disappointed. And I think I think we apply that so much to the Vikings. It's just it like it's too painful to set the bar at Super Bowl because you know what? Even if you have a really good team, as we've seen historically, odds are you're not gonna make it. I mean, you're just something's gonna happen, like it always does. Uh failure is the likely outcome when you set the bar at Super Bowl because only two teams go every year, one team from your conference. And so uh I, I think a lot of people and and I've been guilty of this in my fan life. Like a lot of people would rather be comfortable, make the playoffs and see what happens than say, no, 10 wins in playoffs is no longer good enough. We've seen 10 wins in playoffs all too often, right? Or nine wins or seven wins. Like we've seen competitive Super Bowl. Let's say it together. Super Super Bowl. Bowl. Right. And see, it's not that, it's not that hard. And, And you know what? If they fall short, all right, then we can spend the offseason reevaluating how to push the rock back up the hill. But but Super Bowl shouldn't be like it shouldn't make us uncomfortable. What do you think the Chiefs fans are saying? It does make us uncomfortable. Oh, I will tell tell you this. There are there are, around the country, there are towns with sports talk shows that when playoffs start f- for their teams, they they talk about the run. And I think this team is going to be playing for, you know, d- depending on the sport hockey for two months yeah. like they talk like that like their their full expectation is i'm going to be watching fill in the blank team 
the Bruins for two months now. Like, when's the last time that we said, I think I'm going to be watching the Wild well into May? Like, we're like, I hope they can win a first-round playoff series. But, I mean, that's how we're wired. And I, I don't fault fans here because they are conditioned for that. And, look, the teams have often disappointed them. Totally get that, too. But I'm just saying that if you go back, I mean, one of the things that made the Farbier so much fun when he was good was at some point in time, there was a seismic shift in the feeling of that player and that team and the fan base to, oh, this is serious. Like, this isn't about the playoffs. This is a serious run. Like, this team is really good. And and that hit on your point, too, of that became a year that, although they didn't get it for the conference title game, that became a year of just a regular talk about home field. But do, do you think there's a self-fulfilling prophecy the other way around where – Every time, a pl- whether it's Vikings, Twins, Wild, whatever, I was going to say Wolves in playoffs, but uh, that's like a lunar eclipse. This year, stand up. How back? often are lunar eclipses? What's a more rare eclipse? Uh, it's like, like what's one of those sol- like twenty every twenty five year eclipses? I think a solar eclipse is more is more rare. I think a lunar eclipse solar is, eclipse. Yeah, I think a I think a lunar eclipse is more likely to happen. I'll look it up quick. Okay, no, no, you didn't. You, 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 you. No, 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 I'll, I'll get up. No. <laughs> Do he would be like Declan? If you could check on that on uh, Google yeah. for us, like, like, but I, so, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I think, uh, yeah, fa- that the teams can sort of feel the pucker factor that that we bring to the table as hundred fans and media, 100%. right? Per that, like, oh, the Twins. What do you mean? That's this zero and eighteen thing. I never knew about it. And then the minute like something goes wrong in a playoff game, target field goes silent. Right? It's like everyone's just like, oh god, oh my god, and, like the players can sense that. And with the Vikings, you know, something bad happens in a playoff game. And usually they're playing on the road when they get beat because that's the path that they have carved. But, like, something happens or the or the questions leading up to the game are sort of like, hey, this team's never won a Super Bowl. Pressure. We're all sort of nervous. So I think there's a little self-fulfilling prophecy that holds our teams back sometimes. Declan, did you find the rare eclipse? Not really. I, I, not really in terms of the answer to the question, no. Uh, Are you just more of getting the difference? What's your favorite the type two. of eclipse? I think a solar eclipse, a total eclipse of the heart, or yeah, or a total eclipse of the heart, most likely. Yeah, I, I, I think. What it's are really you cool really look, looking at on that computer? Becomes space NASA.gov. Like I, I'm literally okay, on, okay. On okay. I just wondered what you're doing I'm on NASA. I just wondered what you're doing. Okay, I'm just gonna do a quick. The rarest eclipse is a. Yep. There's a rare ring of fire solar eclipse that was visible in parts of the world on June 22nd, 2020. So well, it's not that rare if it just happened. A hybrid solar eclipse <laughs> is a rare form of solar eclipse, which changes from an annular to a total solar eclipse, and vice versa along its path. Did, does that does that stuff excite you guys? Like people the, go the outside in the playoffs. Yes. No, yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. He eclipses things. I mean, people go out and be like, "Oh, it's, uh, I got to see this." It's like, I why? Th- I think there's been more eclipses than there's been runs of the playoffs for the Timberwolves in the last 17 years. Yeah, 100%. Well, Judd, in fairness, 100%. The, I think it's the, the in terms of the rarest things, things would ex, that would excite Judd enough to get him out of his house and off the couch besides bunnies, wings, and beer. It's about a wild game last it. night. Caprice, I've got me off my couch. But, I mean, I just I, – I don't know. There's just something about, like, let's go look in a telescope at something. Go, I mean, we got enough problems here. <laughs> examine your own planet before yeah, you exactly right let's take care of what's going on right here on mother earth before we get all concerned about thousands of miles away in some star that's bigger than the sun or something okay uh, but yes but- i'm with you on there is definitely and people will debate this and i think that there's a lot of pe- people that think it's not true there is a self-fulfilling prophecy no question um and it's not 
so to me, it becomes when things start to go wrong too. Like it was incredible. If, if you go, go back and they were not the better team this day, but if you go back to the 2017 NFC championship game, right? Think about how that started to unravel and just got away from them. Like it was like, like why, why did they not fight back in that game? That's like, how, right. how did they just get rolled in that and game? By the and way, the Eagles were good and honed, but, and by the way, they led in that game. So, so they scored the first touchdown, but once Keenum threw that ball that got picked and returned, instead of being like, Oh, bleep this, we're coming back. Yeah. They're like, Oh my God, it's gone wrong. And that's what I think we're talking about. Yep. Like, why do you get like that? Cause there's teams that don't No more excuses. Love it. No more excuses. It's, it's okay. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be mean or it doesn't have to be negative. It's just, listen, this is a good team. This is a good team on paper. You got a bunch of pieces that you have put together that you like and that you feel like can make a run here. And so, by the way, we will at some point, probably this week, uh, Mm -hmm. Vegas, some Vegas win totals feel a little different, which maybe we can do that on tomorrow's show. This should be the T-shirts, again, that are printed internally at TCO Performance Center by the team. So I'm not saying that. It's the do your job. The Patriots do your job. Vikings, no more excuses. Just go. Get it done. So this should come from the Vikings. Yeah, go do your thing. Go do your thing. Yep. You got parts. That was therapeutic. I think. I think. I feel good about us setting that bar here, at least on this show. We've got the. We got higher expectations on this show than I think. We talked to Clipses too. Yeah, you're see. You're going to learn a lot about football, life, astronomy, dating. That's what Purple Daily is all about. Daily Vikings entertainment, but really, it's. It's more well-rounded than it's just almost like, like having um having some nice insurance. You know, you, you might might want to forget about not having your insurance, like better rate mutual insurance company. You might wow, not even have some that. insurance for what uh, an assist for, right there for uh for, <laughs> if, if, if the excuses don't work. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes when you when you set the bar high, it can be risky, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's where mm-hmm. Federated comes in. Risk management, peace of mind for business owners. They've been around for over a hundred years, longer than the Purple have been around, and uh, you know, I think they've got championship caliber pedigree over at Federated however they measure that. But they measure their success by the success of your business. You can find out more about the resources Federated brings at federatedinsurance.com, Federated, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Little four-question Friday coming still this week. We'll get to your comments and questions from the Purple Daily YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to and click the like button. And we appreciate all of you coming along with us on this journey to the first-ever Viking Super Bowl championship. Whenever that may be, no more excuses.